I could not imagine being a teacher right now. I just want to let you know. And I do. I actually want to pray for our teachers. Um, we have a lot of teachers that are connected to our church. Um, and it's, I mean, it's got to be crazy. So would you join me in pray, praying for all of, not just teachers, but anybody who works in the school, uh, administrators. Uh, I am, because of Saturday Night Live, always going to think about the lunch lady, right? Um, but let's pray for all the people who work in, in education. So Father, we just thank you for those women and men who, who serve our kids, serve kids in general. We pray for those teachers, administrators, principals, um, superintendents. We pray for the volunteers that, that come in. And I know the janitors are working overtime. And there's just so many people that make education possible. And so we pray right now for you to give each one of them grace. I pray that you give them strength. Father, we pray that you would, um, on those days when they just feel like it's not worth it, I pray right now, Lord, that you would help them to know just how much of a difference they make in the lives of kids. But as a parent, <laughs> thank you for allowing our teachers to serve our kids. We just are thankful as parents. We just pray a blessing on them, God, that you would continue to to just give them those supernatural graces. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let's just, I mean, there's a few teachers in the room, but let's just give them a round of applause because we just really love, thank you. They're so good. Um, we're going to take a break from Colossians today. I just, I actually just felt like the Lord wanted us to do a couple other things. And, and I've learned over the years that whenever the Holy Spirit is leading us to go a different direction, it works out way better to follow His leading. Amen? Yeah, I think that's good. So uh, one thing I want to do is I would like to pray for the President of the United States because he has COVID, and the First Lady has COVID, and now there's a lot of other people who have COVID, and this has nothing to do with politics, okay? Amen? Like, if you're a Democrat, hopefully you still will pray for Republicans, and if you're a Republican, be nice to Democrats, okay? So let's pray for them. Um, so, Father, we just ask for your healing grace. We pray that, Father, that you would give the medical teams that are, that are working not only on on president, the president, President Trump, but also on uh, senators and congresswomen and congressmen and, and anybody who's serving in civil government, Father, that you would bring healing, you would give wisdom, and Father, we just pray uh, that you would, that you, Jesus, would be Lord of all and that you would, you would minister there, Lord. We pray for anybody else that has been affected by COVID. I know many people in this room have, have uh, friends and family members who have been affected by it. And so we just pray for, for grace there. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I have a really good friend um, who is a pastor, a vineyard pastor, and he was actually out here about a month ago, and we were hanging out, and his, his wife got COVID. Uh, they're in Michigan, and they just got COVID, and he's, he's, uh, he, thought he, was, he thought he had it. He was really feeling kind of sick because he found out his wife had it. He started feeling really sick and then got a test, and he was negative, so he feel, figured out that he was not really sick. <laughs> but how many of you have had that happen? If you're like around someone who's got the flu, all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, I don't feel good. Anybody? Or is that just me? Like I have had that happen so many times where somebody coughs next to me, and I'm like, I'm kind of feeling bad too. I ain't going to lie. It's like I'm getting it. But uh, anyway, so I just, we, I just know a lot of people who have been going through, through some crazy stuff, and it's, it's just good to know that we have someone in our lives who 
is um, called in Scripture the, the Lord of all and the God of healing, and we need to keep praying for, for those things. So I just want to take a moment, um, and you know, 20 years ago, when I started to have this sense that God was calling me into ministry, I wasn't really sure exactly what that was going to be, but I had this sense, and it's kind of funny because what had happened is I had shown a lot of interest in the Bible and in theology, like when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, I remember I was always asking my pastor questions, and I was constantly calling him. Back in the day, you had to call. And I call him like, hey, I, I want to meet with you. And so finally, when I was a senior in high school, he said, hey, I'd love to take you fishing. And obviously, I was like, oh my gosh, my pastor wants to go fishing with me. This is amazing. And then I went out and we fished. And the whole entire time, he tried selling me into going to Bible college. So it's like, this is not the fishing trip I was expecting. But he ended up um, just really challenging me to consider serving God on a full-time basis. And so I was like, oh, I'll think about that. And I ended up going and doing my undergrad and Bible college and all that stuff. Uh, but I had this sense when I was about 19 and 20 that there was like, I was going to end up working in ministry in some way, shape, or form. And a few years later, um, I, I want to add, by the way, I went to North Central Bridal University and I got myself a bride. And I found Don. It was actually not a bridal university, to be clear. It was Bible university, but I basically called it a bridal university. And Don went to get her MRS degree, and it worked out great, okay? You guys are supposed to laugh. This is not working out really well. MRS, we're married. I convinced her to marry me. Do you understand how genius I am? Okay? Anyway, we got married. And a few years into being married, uh, we started to have this sense that we were going to be involved in, in church ministry, too. And, and I, I know there was a lot of conversations that we had about what kind of church that we wanted to be a part of, you know. It wasn't necessarily about being a pastor, but we were just like, what are the things that we like about church or we don't like about church that we want to do different? And one of the things at that time uh, I remember really feeling strongly about was I wanted to be a part of a church community that was authentic and real, like where authenticity would be, would be like highlighted. It wouldn't be fake or showy, but it would actually really, really be a place where people could just be themselves. Um, and clearly you all believe that, clearly. Uh, but I really love that, and I, and I really wanted to be a part of a church that would be uh, where vulnerability would be celebrated too. Like if you were having a bad day or a bad week or a bad life, you could actually say, yeah, I'm not doing well. And people would be like, oh my gosh, can we pray for you? Like, like tell us more type of thing. So um, when we asked the question of how are you really doing, we wanted people to be able to answer that question. Because I think it's important that we all hear that it's okay not to be okay. Amen? It's okay not to be okay. And there's times where, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you, um, it is, this has been the craziest period of ministry or life I've ever experienced. And it's like, there's some days where it's like, do I even want to get out of bed? That's just me. I don't know if you've felt that way, but it's, it's been like that. And so we wanted to be in a place where you could be vulnerable, though, and people wouldn't, wouldn't be weirded out by that. And so that was another, another thing. And then I, I remember um, as I started really thinking about what the Bible taught about discipleship and, and spirituality in general, I started to come to some strong conclusions about how I wanted to be a part of, of a place where faith would be, would be seen and celebrated as a process and as a journey, because I think a lot of my background, it was always like, once you become a Christian, you have to have it all figured out and have it worked out, and you can't ever ask questions. But I found that when I really gave my life to Jesus and started trying to live my life um, faithfully, I started to have a lot more questions. 
And I wanted to be able to be able to process those and be in a place that, that would process those. And so I want to just take a few minutes here, and I want to be kind of vulnerable with you and authentic and share a bit of the process and journey that's been going on for the last six months because I think it's just important for us to check in and for you to know how you can be praying and be a part of this community. You know, uh, as I said, this has been the most challenging thing that I've ever faced as a pastor. I mean, like, and I thought I had gone through some crazy stuff, but this has been crazy, just absolutely beyond challenging. I mean, right now, this is essentially it. If you don't meet in person as a church, you're judged by people. If you do meet in person, you're judged by people, right? This is not just churches. This is like all of us, you know? If your business is open, you're judged. If your business is closed, you're judged. Uh, If you don't wear a mask, people are mad. If you wear a mask, people are mad. People are mad. This is mad. I'm like, why are you so mad? They're mad. Uh, if you like the Dodgers, people leave your church. And if you don't like the Dodgers, people leave your church. I don't get it. What the heck? How many of you are Dodgers fans, just out of curiosity? All two of you, raise your hands. Oh, three. Okay. That's for you, Kim, because I love you. Uh, but it's like you can't please everybody. And I, and I believe that. I know that. And I hope you know that. Like you cannot please everybody. And you need to just get okay with that. Some people are not going to agree with you, and that's okay. It's totally okay. So you can't please everybody. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about that because I'm like, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't really agree with what the church is doing. I'm like, I don't even know if I agree with what the church is doing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure. It depends on what day it is. But I think what we're trying to do, Hope, I just want you to know that we're trying as a community, and it's not just me, it's not just Don. We have a leadership team. There's, we're praying. We're making decisions. We're doing the best that we can given what we know and what we believe and what we seem to think is the safest way to move forward, okay? I just want you to know that. So can you quit being mean to other people that you disagree with? I'm just being serious. If you have a Bible, I want you to open your Bible, okay? Let's turn the lights on. It'd be good to see everybody. Yeah, turn them on. Let's see. Look around. Can't recognize half the people anyway. Like whenever I... I go up to, like, hug my daughter. I make sure it's my daughter. I'm like, are you my daughter? Okay. Right. But they, today they were like, no, I'm a cousin. I'm like, oh. So. But look at Galatians. Look at Galatians chapter 5 with me. I, I mean, I think this is like, we, we have got to get this passage of Scripture into our souls right here. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, uh, we see Paul writing something really, really important for us, Okay. Now, really quick, how many of you, by a show of hands, would agree that when you become a follower of Jesus, you become someone who should be transformed by the gospel? How many of you believe that? Like, how many of you believe that when you say yes to Jesus, it it should impact the way you live your life? Like, it's one thing to check the box and say, Christian, just like you check the box for anything else, but, but it should actually impact the way you interact with other people, okay? And how many of you would agree that one of the things about being a follower of Jesus is that what we want more than anything is for the power and presence of the Holy Spirit to completely invade our lives. Like that's what we want, right? As, a, as The vineyard's always been a, a Holy Spirit type of church. We want the Holy Spirit stuff, even if it's uncomfortable, right? So if that's true, look at this. This is what Paul says is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So in other words, the evidence of someone who has 
has made a decision to follow Jesus and who's walking in the power of the Spirit. This is what Paul says. He says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Let's read it together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, oh my gosh, let's say that one again, self-control. And I know that's hard, isn't it? It is. Like you get on social media and you see somebody say something crazy and you start to type it out and you're ready to respond. That is when we need the Holy Spirit. Isn't it? Because self-control, I don't need to always tell everybody what I think and how I think that they're wrong. We just don't need to do that. And I'm telling you right now, this is an invitation. The season we're in right now, as a, as a church community and as followers of Jesus, we are in a situation right now where God is inviting us to either surrender our lives to more of the Holy Spirit or to keep doing things our way. That's, that's what we, and I'm telling you right now, doing it your way does not lead to life. Doing it the way the kingdom of God leads us leads to life. Amen? And so I want to encourage you right now. Like, we need to really take Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 seriously. Like, it becomes the prayer. And so I would even say, write these verses down, and every day when you wake up, start praying. Say, God, I want to be more fruitful for you. I want the Holy Spirit to, to do more work in my life. And by the way, just to point out, it's not like you get to pick one or other. One of these, like, which one do you like? Uh, let's see, okay? How many of you would like to be uh, loving more? Just out of curiosity. But how about, like, maybe not so patient? Anybody with me? Like, I'll take that one, but I'm going to leave that one behind because that one's tough. What Paul's saying here is that these are all together the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit, that's why it's not plural. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So what we got to do is we got to lean into this type of stuff. And, and I'm just telling you right now that it's totally okay to disagree with people. I, I mean, I hope that you would all agree that that's not only an American thing, but it's also like it's okay to have opinions that are different than other people. Can you say amen to that? It's totally okay. I got lots of opinions, as many of you know. I do. I'm like, ah, no. Ah, oh. I mean... We all have opinions, but we can be kind in the way that we interact with people. And I want to tell you right now that I would love to challenge you in the next 30 days to do everything you can to walk this out. And then the next year and the next decade, I mean, just keep on walking this out because this is how the world around us is going to know that we are followers of Jesus. Let's stand up together. I want to end with this. Jesus is... I mean, in addition to Jesus being absolutely amazing, amen, and having so many things to offer the world, what I find most fascinating about Jesus is just how he's able to, at times in the Gospels, like cut right to the heart of the matter. And he just gets right to it. And so this is what Jesus once said to his disciples when they were like, and the disciples are always looking for ways to like one-up each other, right? You know, they're like, well, who's, who's going to be the greatest? You know, who, who's the most faithful to you, Jesus? You know, who's going to inherit all this authority that you've given to the church? They always are asking questions like that. But this is fascinating to me, that Jesus basically says this. He says that the way that the world will know that you are my disciples is if you love one another. 
In other words, the capstone and the central foundation of our faith is to be known as people of love. And so if you are not acting in a way that's loving to people, then you're acting out of conformity with the power of the Spirit. Amen? And and now, I'm not saying that we can't speak the truth, but Paul says speak the truth in love, right? So I want to challenge you right now. Like, press into the fruit of the Spirit, press into love, and let's literally make a difference in our community. Because everybody in here right now said, I'm going to right now be more loving from this point on. It would make a difference in the lives of people around you. Do you believe that? All right, let's do it then, amen? So we can only do it by the power of the Spirit, so let's pray. So, Holy Spirit, we ask for you to come right now. We invite your presence into our lives to be at work in a way that transforms us. Lord, we repent of the things that we have said, done, thought, the way that we've interacted with people, the way that we have tried to to win arguments and not understanding that those things sometimes don't actually make a difference in people's lives. So would you help us to lean into the kingdom of God? I pray for every woman, every man, regardless of age in this room, that your spirit would be at work in them and that you would help them to really press into all that you have for them, that you would help each one of us to be just like Jesus said, to be known for our love so that every person in this city, when they think about people who are a part of the vineyard, they would think those people are totally crazy, but they love. They love well. They love hard. They love faithfully. They love with joy. They love beyond any any um, foreseeable way, God. They just are, are always leaning into love. Would that be said about every single person here? And Father, I pray that as we transition from the space of gathering and we start to scatter about our community, that you and your presence would go with us and that you would help us to, to make a difference in people's lives. And we ask that in the name of Jesus because we care greatly about, about glorifying your name and blessing people. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Folks, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. We love you, and we're praying for you.